0: And welcome to Development Heaven. I'm your salty sea dog, Vincent Marinelli, And I'm your first matey mate, Glenn Cagle. Uh, It's a design podcast where the two of us talk about development hell and all the changes your favorite pieces of media go through. Uh, This week, it's pirates, right? Uh, Glenn, how do you feel about pirates? I like pirates. I'm big into pirates. What about you? I had like a, I don't know, in like first grade, I had like a pirate themed birthday party.
1: Where, oh, that's cool. I, yeah, I think got, I had one of those too, but I don't remember.
0: I, I was really young. What do you do at a pirate-themed birthday party? You give everybody eye patches and... Yeah, and then, like, the little chocolate doubloons. Mm, oh, so fun. Give everybody fake uh, hooks and eventually somebody goes to the hospital for it. Yeah. Good times had by all. I mean, except the guy who lost an eye. I wonder if anybody did lose an eye. You have any, like... Have you ever pirated anything? This kind Ooh. of pirate adjacent, right? We're not—we're we're talking about Disney pirates. Um, but have you ever Are pirated we? anything? You can say Are it on the podcast. We talking about Disney pirates? Are we? Are we? I don't know. Um,
1: yeah, uh, I pirated Game Maker for a few years because they don't. It's one of those softwares where, like, they—you—if uh, you buy it once, you don't get it forever. Like, whenever they update, you have to re-download it and pay mm-hmm. for it again. And I was like, that's illegal. And so I i've heard it it's not really legal they have every right to do that but i hate it, it doesn't make me like it more um and yeah, then finally this man I...
0: right here officer this man right here <laughs> that's this eventually has been a why setup. i broke up with game maker i have a wire i'm wearing a wire you didn't see it because we're not actually in a studio but i am wearing a wire right now Bruh. uh everything you said dude. i bet recorded. you have a microphone on you right now <laughs> listen Glenn you can you can make jokes all you want but I fucking got you dude this is technically blackmail
1: Vincent please (laughs) please I I can't go back
0: have you ever pirated anything
1: um hmm. no I mean like a purse or a car or a movie they're all the same
0: (laughs) I wouldn't download a car I have stolen a car oh I
1: certainly would
0: yeah I would I mean, if I if if I could
1: download a car, I would do it
0: instantly. There aren't any downsides to downloading a car, right? It just means two people get a car for free. I guess one person paid, but the other person doesn't like lose the car, you know. Um, I'm I'm
1: assuming by download a car we mean like download the schematic for a car and then print it on like a 3D printer. Mm, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I mean, the guy who came up with it probably worked really hard, and he probably deserves to get paid. We shouldn't be encouraging piracy if we're the victims, potentially. I would still, I would still Cre- download creative, a
0: car. Create creative, creative. Yeah, I would download a car. Never mind. This is stupid. So pirates gambling, gambling. Who goes first, Glenn? How do you? How did you feel about that? Is that a good connection? That's exactly what I was
1: gonna say. Um, you, you know the game that they play in Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Disney Pirates, uh, Episode One.
0: No. What? What uh, is it? No.
1: No, it's not. It's in like Dead. It's in. It's in whichever one they meet. Um. Davy Jones. Octopus Octopus Guy.
0: That's number two. That's the Is that roll. number two? Yeah.
1: The squeakle. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um in that one they played like a dice game. And it was like a gambling game.
0: So that's why you gave me this dice.
1: That's that's why I gave you that die, yeah. Um. So we can't really play that game, but we're gonna do something very similar where I am going to roll a die, you're gonna roll a die. Uh huh. And I'll just I'll say what I rolled. And then I'll guess whether mine is higher or lower than yours, and you tell me. And I if I'm right, I go first. If I'm wrong, I don't go first.
0: I like it. Let's do it. Okay. There's no there's not gonna be any bluffing though, because you can't see my face.
1: I that's why I changed <laughs> it up a little bit. Okay. But yes, I will I, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess whether mine's higher or lower than yours. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm getting ready to roll. Just a single D6. Yeah. Okay. Have you rolled Oh, I hear it. All right, I got a four. And, and I'm not I'm gonna going to tell you to s- what I got. I'm going to say mine was higher. Yeah, I got a one. Nice. So does that mean I'm up first? Uh, that means you get all of my money.
0: Nice. Wouldn't be the first time. How does it feel, Glenn? You've dethroned me as the guy that goes first. <laughs> I mean, it was bound to happen eventually.
1: Eventually, right? I, I, a young, young buck like me was going to overtake you. You're getting a little creaky, old man. I'm young and spry. <laughs>
0: oh, no. My bones. You're me older than, than me.
1: me. I am older than you. By like a month. But I would still consider myself to be young and spry. Okay. <laughs> By a month? When were you born? Uh, October. You Scorpio?
0: I was born in no, August, No, so... I am. Can't... No. What am I? Li- Libra? This is stupid. Let's move on to the actual game. <laughs> All right. You're going first. Uh, One,
1: Europe. Actually most pirate tales take place in the Americas. That makes sense. Because you said Europe. Blackbeard was from North Carolina. Oh uh, sure. fuck you. That's a bad It's staying in. <laughs> <At
0: home. laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> Alright. Uh, I'm talking about I've been really getting in, I haven't done video games in a while. I'm supposed to be like the video game guy, but I don't want to be known as the video game guy. So I've been doing right. a lot of TV and movies lately.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, it's a branding thing. It's marketing, right? So you're establishing. I set the precedent
1: and then I break that precedent. Yeah, right.
0: I like it. Yeah. Me too. That's
1: why I did it. So mm. I'm talking about um, Disney Pirates, uh, the beloved uh, movie Treasure Planet that flopped for various reasons nice. in theaters. Yeah. Uh, it had... Uh, There was uh, an idea to turn it into a franchise, and that got canceled. So
0: we'll hop right into that. I just watched Treasure Planet two days ago. I just watched it this morning. (laughs) Cool. It's good, right? I I like it a lot. I was impressed. Because, you know, growing up, I had always seen, you know, we had like VHS copies of Brother Bear or whatever. Yeah. And they always had the uh, coming soon to a theater near you and then it was a trailer for Treasure Planet. It always looked yeah, totally. good, but it always looked weird and I didn't like um the aliens or the kid's haircut. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of bad. He's got a rat know, tail. <laughs> the rat tail. I was watching it and I was really impressed. There's one thing if I could complain about this movie for a second. The soundtrack is so bad. Yeah, I have some stuff to talk about
1: that uh, in here. Um It was it it, it was it was okay. <laughs> Yeah, I see. I I can see why you would complain about that. Um, the kid did have a rat tail. He did have a rat tail. There's no there's no denying that.
0: Um, Do you think they were trying to go for like the Anakin Skywalker thing? Um, that was the era.
1: In my research, they were going. Well, it was 2002. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's right. Uh, I think they were going. I know. I know they were going for like a James Dean look, but I, he didn't have a rat tail, as far as I know. <laughs> So Which you, I assets. can totally
0: see when I watch it. Mm-hmm. So, as you've said, all this culminates into an okay watch. The movie's really, really good. Yeah. The movie's really good. Mm-hmm. It, it has roses and thorns just like any movie. Um,
1: so, let's hop right into it, shall we?
0: Let's hop in our solar uh, bikes and fly into solar the segment. Solar surfer. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so, like I said, released in 2002 by Disney... Um, it was directed by Ron Clemens and John Musker. Uh, they originally pitched this idea uh, alongside the pitch for A Little Little Mermaid in nineteen eighty five. So Oh wow. Large rewind character. Rewind uh, about a de- about two decades. Um they were working on a movie called The Black Cauldron at the time. I don't really know anything about that, do you? It sounds familiar. Did it ever come out? It was out? a Disney Disney animated movie. I-, I think it came out. I don't know. Okay. Uh, But anyway, they were like, here's two ideas that we have. Treasure Planet based on Treasure Island written by Robert Louis Stevenson. Mm -hmm. Um, This was, I think, the second time. This would have been the second big time that this movie had been or this book had been adapted to a sci-fi film. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. The first time was in 1987, um, which, OK, they uh, they wouldn't have known about. This is 1985 when they pitched it. (laughs) But by the time it came out in 2002, it was the second one. Um, I guess the Italians beat them to it with their little miniseries, uh, Treasure Island in Outer Space.
0: Hmm. Doesn't yeah, sound as uh, good.
1: Not not as catchy name, but that was actually <laughs> their original title.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, then I guess it's a blessing, right? Yeah, I don't yeah,
1: I guess I'm glad they took it. Mm-hmm. Um get it out yeah. of the way. Uh hey, here's a fun fact. This was the first film to ever be released in both regular and IMAX simultaneously, which is kinda weird.
0: I wouldn't have chosen this one.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like, what's the point? But um, it has some action sequences, I guess. Um, Anyway, they pitched it right alongside Little Mermaid in 1985, and Disney, of course, picked Little Mermaid. It fit right in with their whole princess uh, mantra. This is like the uh, getting getting into the Disney Renaissance when, um, uh, you know, 2D traditional cell animation was getting big, and um, they thought that. Yeah, they thought that another another princess would have fit the bill, you know. Mm. Uh, and they liked basing stuff off of Hans Christian Andersen stuff. Anyway, um, there's also this other thing, like the Great Mouse Detective, which also got picked over Treasure Planet shortly thereafter. I remember the great Mouse Detective, yeah. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, eventually they proposed it to a guy named Michael Eisner, uh, who rejected it? CEO of um, Disney,
0: CEO of Disney, Michael Eisner. Or was this before he was CEO yeah. of Disney.
1: he wasn't the CEO at the time. Right. I don't think I don't think he was the CEO at the time. This was a while back, um, and I don't think they were pitching that high. But Ugh. they, um, but anyway, they did. Yes, they did pitch it to Michael Eisner, and he rejected it because he knew that at the time, Paramount was developing a Star Trek sequel uh, that had like a Treasure Island kind of vibe to it, or Treasure Island influences. Huh. So that... that Treasure Island in Space was like a hot commodity in the, in the mid-80s that people were just sla- slurping up. They just used like, enough of it. And he was like there's no room. There's not going to be any room for your little Treasure Planet gig. All right. <laughs> so um turns out Star Trek sequel uh, yeah, Treasure Island Star Trek was never produced. Okay. Yeah, uh, it so, didn't sound like anything I've heard of. So rip that. Um repitched 1989, still rejected. Uh they picked Aladdin instead that time. Mm. Um man, imagine working at a company where there's just pit- so many pitches that you have to like pick and choose. <laughs> I, I, is that how most animation studios are or is that just Disney?
0: I don't know. I mean, realistically, it was probably like And the
1: same one can get put on the back burner like for, for two decades. 20
0: years, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it was probably just that there aren't that many but they just choose the ones that they felt could be developed, you know. It would make yeah, the most money. It is Disney.
1: That's true. Um, then this guy named Jeffrey Katzenberg. Uh, mm. Well, okay, when they pitched it again, like I said, Disney picked Aladdin instead. This was to they were pitching to a guy named Jeffrey Katzenberg, who said he was quote just not interested.
0: Yeah, um, he chose to so, make Ants instead. He became the CEO of DreamWorks and you, made Ants. You're kidding? That's no, nuts. no. Jeffrey Katz quit Disney to. Uh, steal the idea for bug's life and then make made ants first that's hilarious i've never that's just some dreamworks lore for you i've
1: never seen ants it's so bad (laughs) i've seen bug's life once and i don't remember the plot Mm. Mm. anyway moving on um they so (laughs) jeffrey katz is like no i'm just not interested and Mm. he's already scheming to move to um dreamworks so of course he's not going to take on a big project like uh treasure planet yeah So what else do they do? But get this: go to um, Mr. Roy E. Disney, Walt Disney's (laughs) nephew. Yeah. They go to the big Roy and they the big Roy boy and they 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 pitch it to him. They they you know pitching really high now and yeah, uh, Mr. Roy and Mr. Roy boy goes back to Eisner and he tells them to get with it. He tells them (laughs) (laughs) he tells them make this
0: film, sir, (laughs) sir. We need sci-fi Treasure Island. It, you know, it's what my <laughs> great uncle would
1: have wanted uh, roy comes down comes down from his ivory tower and lays down the law <laughs> pulls the silver <laughs> spoon
0: said, out of his mouth
1: yeah he, he slams the gavel down and says we're making treasure planet and they're like yes sir on it sir <laughs> and um uh, so in 1995 they uh, drafted up a contract that said um ron clemens and john musker disney okay. wanted them to make hercules uh, but they're like, okay, we're only making Hercules on the condition that you let us make Treasure Planet after. <laughs> and Disney's like, gotcha, bitch. Fine. Ugh. They're like pinching <laughs> their uh, their bridge of their nose. <laughs> so they in 1995 they draft up that contract. Um, and so because of that, the animation on it didn't actually begin until 2000. So you know already already 20 years in the making. Um, or just about, uh, th- so there are, there hey are man, a few pros and cons. Well, listen, ha- they hadn't even started yet. <laughs> and this is two, and it's, and it's 2000. Yeah. That's when the animation began. Okay. They had the script written. Um, but the animation began in 2000 and there were a couple pros and cons of waiting so long. One of the major pros being that they wanted to have like cool camera work, which is kind of hard to do a lot of cell animation. Like if you watch, uh, like any of the Disney Renaissance films, which mm-hmm. are you know done with traditional 2D animation, um, the camera doesn't really move much. If anything, yeah. it's like a simple pan or zoom. Mm-hmm. But most shots are just still with the characters moving, which for, for obvious reasons that makes the uh, animation a lot easier. But they wanted to have camera work quote like Spielberg or James Cameron. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the fact that they waited until th- until 2000 uh, gave them access to um, they
0: use that Tarzan uh, tech, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, where it was like uh, 3D backgrounds or 3D environments that are like mm-hmm. fully realized in, in every direction, even behind the camera. And then they paste in their little uh, sticker character on, on that
0: scene. Um, Honestly, I really like the way that stuff
1: looks. Interesting. I, know I was just people... going to say that I find it uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> you have a thing about that. I don't know. I think it's like... It... <sighs> You know, you know, who, I don't like okay, here's a, Rabbit.
1: I've never seen it. I talked about it in a couple episodes, yeah, or a couple episodes ago. It's that same I don't, okay, effect. that I don't I appreciate mind. it. I don't mind like the live action thing so much. It's mm-hmm. kind of like here's where it gets me is like when his when you look at his feet on the solar solar surfer That's board, true. and it's yeah. like sliding a little bit. Like, I do
0: avoid looking at the feet.
1: Yeah, which is rare for me. Yeah, it's just a thing that I have. And also, I'm just a sucker for 2D animation. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean three three color lighting. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, forget forget shading. Get it out of here. I don't want it. Okay? I want <laughs> I want
0: you to pick one color, fill bucket, right. and move on. Listen, Disney can call me when they make a pixel art feature film.
1: Make it happen. <laughs> make it happen. Folks, folks,
0: please. <laughs> um well you should call roy <laughs> get roy on the case <laughs> <You're>
1: roy's boy <laughs> at roy <laughs> um it's not even pixel art so much it's like i, I don't know that cell animation where it's like uh the, like if you watch the vi- the movie you'll see or even just a trailer you'll see that there's no like shading across a single color thing like if you look at his hair it's all the same color brown except for like I mean, there's there's like a hard line wherever it mm-hmm. changes from one color to another, and yeah. that I I don't know for some reason that just really gets me that that style, um, which is why it kind of pisses me off that they remade Aladdin and um, whatever else uh, they Lion can't King? call they they can't call the Lion King live action. <laughs> can we get this into is, this?
0: Is this is hot on cold, but yeah, we can get into it if we want to. <laughs> they cannot call it live action. Right. So hot take on cold topic.
1: The, the only, Lion King is the an only animated opinion movie. show you
0: can listen to without getting heated. Agreed. They, well, okay. So for the sake of, um, uh, what is it? Devil's Advocate. There's a okay. single shot in the movie that is live action. I believe it's the first shot with the with the sunrise. Jeez. And in my opinion. So they filmed hey, a real. S- the, uh, yeah, they went to Africa. They went to Africa, got a sunrise. Done got a- that sun coming up. And you didn't even notice because the other stuff looks.
1: I didn't even watch like the it's movie. live action.
0: I know it's. I don't like it. I, I'm. I mean, I'm devil's advocating for a movie that I don't. Enjoy. I like Aladdin. I like the new
1: Aladdin. I thought Will Smith did a good job. I don't think he replaces Robin Williams, but I think he did a good job. Yeah, I I, I don't disagree with you. But I I definitely prefer the cell animation of the original one. Uh huh. Anyway, we're talking about how they they didn't manage to animate this movie until the year until the 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 go to Y2K turn of the century turn of the millennium. <laughs>
0: Right, uh, they were sure that the movie would be able to exist after Y2K wiped out all known movies.
1: Well, that's why. If they if they had been forethinking, they would have done it on paper, uh, <laughs> like pen and paper. But they they yeah. didn't.
0: <laughs> they, they just had to have pretty backgrounds. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Well, um, well, here's why. Let's let's talk about why for a little bit. Um, one of the major cons of okay, I talked about the pros of it that They were allowed to use better camera work Since they waited so long to make it That wouldn't have been possible in 1985 mm-hmm. But in, ni- in 2000 it was Unfortunately uh, a lot of people Or some people say that by 2000 Cell animation was dead Obviously I disagree But I think we can all kind of say that the Disney Renaissance was coming to a close at that point
0: And Treasure Planet effectively killed it Oh yeah 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 um, <laughs> but
1: well uh, well here's here's what i'm thinking i think i think it's not necessarily treasure planet so much as it was like uh dreamworks and um yeah. dreamworks had just really released shrek of course um and, and i don't know when ants came out but probably somewhere around that time it was it was before um,
0: it was the first dreamworks movie okay yeah
1: so ants they had released ants then had released shrek in um 2001 while they were while uh um treasure planet was in production yeah um, Disney, so Disney was putting all of their energy into um, Monsters Inc., which was in production, and Finding Nemo, which mm. was to come out uh, there shortly thereafter. Um, Toy Story had already come out and had uh, you know huge success, um, and Bugs Life, so there you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, so yeah, you know, the their Disney renaissance coming to a close, Disney Pixar picking up steam, the Disney execs aren't really willing to fund um, Treasure Planet. That being said, Treasure Planet is the most expensive traditionally animated film of all time. It
0: doesn't surprise me, but yeah, it's unnecessary. It's wholly unnecessary.
1: One hundred and forty million dollars was their budget. Tarzan clocked in at one hundred and thirty million in nineteen ninety nine, and Atlantis: The Lost Empire clocked in at one hundred and twenty million in two thousand one. So, or uh, so, yeah, Disney just shelling out that money to that to those animators. Those um, bastards took all didn't of Disney's
0: help. money. No, they didn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they saw that much of it.
0: <laughs> you know, I've seen a lot of think pieces and uh, about the death of the Disney Renaissance and people that blame yeah. uh, uh, Treasure Planet and all that. Some people attribute people it to... People blame the
1: Treasure Planet animators?
0: I have find no, that so hard to believe. It's, they don't blame the animators so much as they blame disney's marketing of treasure planet okay yeah also that's because they were only
1: making it because they had to make it if they wanted to get
0: hercules out basically uh what they another thing that a lot of people blame it on is actually phil collins who made the soundtrack of tarzan and you know lead singer in genesis apparently a lot of the draw some people say that a lot of the draw of the movies of the disney renaissance is the music and so by just hiring Hmm. some pop artist they it, it it made the rest of the movies less interesting i don't know
1: i see what you're saying didn't um lion king like the original one have uh oh yeah elton john had had elton john in it yeah huh good point i think there were a lot of um forces at work here that caused Mm. the disney renaissance to come to a close yeah if you were to ask me i would say the primary cause was the rise of 3d animation in uh in the competition with dreamworks and um I don't know maybe that's just because i like shrek so much (laughs) big shrek guy over here yeah a bit shrek over the hedge and um b movie you know i love
0: over the hedge
1: shrek over the hedge and b movie were like you know okay so did you have a a minivan with did your parents have a minivan (laughs) with a tv in it no video dvd player no okay but but we did
0: what we did have was a portable DVD player that we kept in our car. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so we would plug okay, in our so little you, headphones.
1: You probably know the same situation where you get like a disc in there and then somebody takes in the the box or something or put gets put in the wrong box. So the same disc stays in there for like a year. Yeah. Uh, and that's just whenever you turn on the car... Now. It's the car movie. Whenever you're in the car, you're watching that movie mm-hmm. and you can't say no. Yeah. Um, that's how... Yeah, at one point it was Shrek 2... Uh, Electric Boogaloo. At one point, it was uh, the B movie, and another point, it was Over the Hedge. So I'm, I'm. Those, those movies always stir
0: a lot of nostalgia in me. Right. For me, it's uh, let me think. The first X Men. Ice Age. Nice. Nice. Very nice. Um, and honestly, it's probably Over the Hedge. Dude, Over the Hedge is so good. <laughs> it's it's uh better the than the bear's it has name Any right missing. of being. That's true. Um,
1: and I think... I think... Maybe it was just like as a kid, like those movies were... Because like, a lot of the Disney Renaissance movies are about a princess finding true love and I know that Disney's trying to kind of like retcon that or, or mm. at least rectify that with their with their newer movies. But Over the Hedge um,
0: was about a funny little Steve Carell squirrel.
1: <laughs> but no, well, yeah, they were about... They, they were movies about family for the most part. Um, or, or self-confidence. That's I would say. Shrek is about self confidence and and stuff like that.
0: I could um, I could take it that way, sure.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, because like at the end of Shrek one, it's like about Fiona realizing that that's she true. Doesn't Shrek one does it doesn't have. matter what
0: other people think about you. It gets lost behind like the weird two thousand one pop culture references to like the Matrix, yeah. and the bad soundtrack. But it, I guess, it does Dude, actually. Sh-
1: <laughs> Don't you ever say that about the Shrek soundtrack? <laughs> it also i mean also the memes have kind of drowned it but I, shrek shrek is a good movie i mean the the later ones i'm not i could take or leave but shrek one and two i mean they're gold yeah. agreed okay so let's talk about in the book of treasure planet the main character jim hoggins is much younger he's like a child right and and so like this Literal is like a coming of age novel. child yeah this uh it's it's a coming of age novel and and i would say to an extent treasure planet is a coming of age movie but in a much different way um In the book, he's already very capable and handy at the uh, Admiral Bimbo Inn where he works with his mom. Mm. Um, But in the movie, they originally wanted to kind of stay true to that. Uh, They had this scene where they animated most of. Um, You can actually watch it if you have Disney Plus, where he was um, fixing his solar surfer and a little alien kid comes up. And um, tells him about his scooter, his rocket-powered scooter or whatever. And uh, Jim goes to fix it with him, and it's like this, like heartfelt interaction between him and the younger alien child. Mm-hmm. But um, they they ditched all that. They ditched all that in the in the movie as it was released in theaters. He is just a teen delinquent. He's a punk. And Some people, yeah, he's a punk. He gets arrested in the like the first scene. Um. So. I don't know. Some people say that that kind of detracts from the story because they like the idea of the young kid um sort of I don't know, making his way uh in the universe, but um I know that you I know that you're a big fan of the the hero's journey and I think the the, the way they did it this the way that it was actually released uh, fits the hero's journey a lot better right. he where he starts out grows. and yeah, and he changes yeah. for the better. Dude, this movie has a there's something for everybody here. This movie has a um, cyborgs. A, it has cyborgs. It has femdom, tabaxi <laughs> captains, and thigh highs. <laughs>
0: That's
1: you, the only. Really, I
0: watched this with my little sister. It's you really can't on. ask for more. <laughs>
1: I know. Uh, the eventually, they decided that it would be better to start the film off with like a scene of him solar surfing, like an action sequence. Mm. And so they had to cut all that stuff with his broken Solar Surfer that he was fixing, and all the heartfelt child, ch- children, children interaction. Um, that was also where they were going to introduce like him not having a dad, because they were going to have, uh, like, the little kid's dad come up and help him with the scooter, and then be like, "Oh, we got it. Thank you." And like, and he's like why, why can't him? I have that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then he's like 15. Um, but they they cut all that. And they just like said it later, like you know the <laughs> classic movie saying "tell don't show." Right. Um. Yeah, but the, the solar surfing you know scene—he's having this, been the, a
0: difficult it, time since his father went missing mysteriously. It, that's exactly how it
1: is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, in the original scene, like the 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 scene where the police bring him to the front door, where his mom's like, he's really he's really on the upswing, and then the police open the like knock on the door, and and they've got Jim, and it's like. A classic bit, yeah. Classic bit. That was in the original cut, too, but it was like, um, uh, but the narrator, it had older, like, adult Jim narrating all that, and he's like, Hmm. and then I turned 15. And it's got him, like, arrested. Uh I was like, geez. (laughs) What is this? I'm glad they went with what they did. I think it was fun. When they were producing the movie, they went with this sort of uh, 70-30 law, which they coined. I think it was this movie where they came up with it. Um, but basically everything is 70% traditional and 30% sci-fi. Uh, so oh, the weird. ships, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the ships, they didn't, they didn't want it to look like sci-fi. Right, that was the main okay. thing. But so the, the ships are Spanish galleons or whatever, whatever they're called schooners. I don't know. They're they're They look like ships and they have sails and everything, but then <laughs> there's like a few, there's only a few beep boops on the ship. They still steer it with a wheel. The captain still wears like a naval uniform. It's helmed uh, not, by weird crab pirates though. There are weird crab pirates, yes, uh, but they, they didn't they specifically didn't want them to wear spacesuits because that looks bad, mm-hmm. um, and they wanted them to like just roam around the on the deck like a like a regular ship. So they came up with this idea instead of in space, they still call it space, but they're in this thing called the Ethereum, which is sort of like a, just a giant atmosphere. Like space is just full of full of gas, full oh, of breathable yeah. air. Yeah, and so that's how come they're able to just stay on deck.
0: There's a theory in Star Wars that it's the same way.
1: Yeah, yeah. In terms of style, they went with a lot of like classic storybook illustrations. Uh, they want it to look like paint strokes and have like nice warm colors, which you know makes sense. It's Treasure Island mm-hmm. was a storybook. You're talking about like the music. they, went, they took the 70/30 30, 30 law and they slapped that right on the music too. so they've got this like orchestral like theme, and then they put like an electric guitar over it.
0: See, I usually like stuff like that. It's the it's the licensed stuff that they got. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, it was
1: totally forgettable to me. And I watched it this morning.
0: <laughs> There's um what is it? It's the scene with Long the John montage? Silver. Yeah, the, the montage, montage with yeah. Long John Silver and uh, uh John Jimbo. John Jim. Jimbo. Jimbo and man, it's just set to the worst possible music they could have gotten.
1: Make me a man.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Stop. Yeah. It's like the, it's like, Hey, this is
1: a coming of age film. Did you notice? Did you notice it's about him turning into a man? He's turning into a man in 2002. Did you notice? (laughs) He's got a rat tail. (coughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That was, it was a bad selection. I don't know. Uh, but the rest of the sound design, like uh, other than the music, like the SFX was pretty cool. They, they, Went to like old like um antique stores and bought wind up toys and little hmm. spinning mechanisms and things like that to use for um all like uh mostly for L- uh, long john silver's arm. Is
0: oh, uh, that's so cool,
1: yeah. So, like, the sound design I mean, I think that's really cool that they used you know th- that kind of foley. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the uh, some of the cool analogs, um, when he says beware the cyborg. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, Billy Bones comes to me and he's like, "Oh, beware the cyborg." Uh, I was like, "What could that have possibly been in the original one?" So I looked it up. It was it was the one-legged man, right? And I thought, and that was like, I had like a stroke of inspiration when I saw it, when I saw that. And I was like, because uh, whenever we think, okay, so close your eyes. They're close. Picture a pirate. Picture a pirate. Mm-hmm. He's got. He's got all the pirate things. He has got an eye patch. Yep. He's got a hook hand. He's got yep. a peg leg, a tricorner look, hat and a parrot.
0: He looks like Tim Curry in Treasure Planet, Treasure Island. Yeah.
1: Exactly. He's got all the things. Yeah. Those are those all came from Treasure Island. That's not really oh, every what people really. Yeah. That's not what people looked like. Huh? <laughs> so in Treasure in Treasure Island saying the like Billy Bones being like, "Oh, beware the one-legged man." Would have
0: been like the yeah, first like, instance of a pirate with a... We, 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 yeah, yeah. It would have been the first time. at like, least.
1: Yeah, and, and it, it w- a one-legged man would have been a good enough mo- uh, distinction. Right. Whereas, okay. you know, we think of, like, if you said one-legged man, it'd be like, oh, yeah, that's just what pirates look like. Yeah, throw... But, reach
0: your hand into a bag of pirates, you're more than likely to pull out a one-legged one. Dude, being a pirate was not at all what we think of. No, it's not it fun. It was really gross. It's not fun like Disney pirates is... No, it was
1: really gross. They, um... They didn't really. But, we, but like when we think of pirates, we think of like that big like naval coat and the tricorner hat and yeah. and they're like uh, searching for treasure. But that's not even close. Like these no. guys were these guys were sea hobos. Just real bastards. I mean, they were just people that lived on a boat and they had to steal
0: to eat. They didn't they
1: didn't go looking for treasure. They raided ships for their food because they were starving.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not the life for me. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. No thanks. <laughs> um.
1: Yeah, really interesting that it's so romanticized, like sea hobos. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So do we want to talk about the other analogs? Morph is like a, is, a, is a parrot. Yeah, <laughs> if you didn't, if you didn't I don't get think that. We, yeah, I don't think that's. Oh boy, <laughs> good old Morph. I wonder how many plushies of Morph are <laughs> made. Dude, I loved Morph when Morph is I. Good. I I saw this movie when I was real little, mm. uh, and Morph was, like, one of my favorite little pet types of all it's time. It's cool. It's a cool thing. One thing I hate about it, he is a Morph. That's what they're called. <laughs> this guy oh. named his
0: dog, Dog. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, we were talking about how, why this movie failed. Um, uh, some other reasons, because it was released against Harry Potter 2. I mean, that was... Oh, really? I didn't doom. know that. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, it was released around Christmas time. Hmm. Harry Potter and II Christmas isn't referenced Harry Potter...
0: once in Treasure Planet.
1: Not a single time. At least they had the common decency to have a Christmas scene in Harry Potter. Yeah, seriously. Um, Harry Potter won such a big success. I don't know how. I, uh, some people say that Disney intentionally killed it by releasing it against Harry Potter too.
0: I've heard that. Yeah, um, like they didn't market it. Did, it, well it did. It did flop. All.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. The the the.
0: Oh gosh, the
1: trailer. Have you watched it?
0: I haven't watched it. Uh, not in a while. It's a bad
1: trailer. <laughs> it has no has no words. Huh, okay. It's all just it's all just like one second clips of action sequences. Hmm. I, I kid you not. It's it's like it's like smash cut, smash cut, smash cut of him like on his solar surfer, ships blowing up, stuff like that. It's a bad, it's a bad trailer. I would not have seen that movie if I had seen that trailer. <laughs> I've seen other cool trailers.
0: Oh, anyway, buddy, so um, have I. <laughs> Jeez, dumb.
1: All right, uh, uh, they were gonna have a a sequel, but that got canceled because the thing actually lost money. Like I said, it cost 140 million to make, and it made like 110 million, I think. Mm, right. Uh, so Disney lost money on it. Uh, that put the cork in that Disney Renaissance and right back on the shelf. Uh, they did want to turn it into a franchise. They made a couple of video games. Uh, one of those video games was um like a naval RTS that was released for PC.
0: Yeah. Okay. I can sort of see that, but
1: it's just not the, where I would have gone with it. They mentioned like him going to the Academy afterward. And I think that's where they wanted to like go with this. That was going to be the plot of the sequel. He was going to meet this chick named Kate at the Academy and they were going to, you know, have a thing. Um, that thing being sex and then they were going to uh, have to team up again with uh, your boy Long John Silver and defeat William Defoe as Ironbeard.
0: Uh Ironbeard, that's an powerful. Iron, be-
1: Iron yeah. <laughs> Ironbeard's plot is to free okay. the Guantanamo Bay yeah. uh, inmates,
0: like all their like most wanted criminals, and they have to like stop him. I would be it sounds would like be remiss time. if I didn't mention the fact that you pronounce his name William Defoe when it's in fact Willem so are you serious yeah willem sorry dude i didn't know that
1: yeah anyway um they had started like writing the script and stuff for it but i mean that's the first one lost on a bunch of money so they just disney said no um, i fucking
0: love willem dafoe dude put him in more movies
1: as Ironbeard. beard please yeah. have him free some Guantamo bring back
0: iron beard dude
1: uh, they also released like an action like an action platformer for PS1 and 2 I think and then another one for Game Boy Advanced hmm. I-, I can imagine none of them did great uh, this, get this though this is what I really wanted to talk about they released a series of three games for PC that were all part of like kind of the same like shared universe I mean obviously but like right. part of the same like shared story and uh, if you bought all three of them you unlocked the fourth huh I don't know what that means. Like, does do they now give you the permission to buy the fourth one? Or does it, like, just magically appear on your hard drive? It's like a pirate's map. Yeah, dude. <laughs> your own little
0: Sith Wayfinder to the fourth game. Nice. Yeah, oh, it's an no. ARG where they've hidden it somewhere in real life and you have to go find it. <laughs> it's like a, it's a dead drop. Yeah. It's a, it's a
1: geocaching mm. dead drop.
0: I would like oh, that, geez. yeah.
1: If you, take, if you take the binary code of each of the games and you find the corresponding <laughs> RGB color, and then you find that color on Google Maps, you'll find the coordinates of the dead drop.
0: The cyan spot. That's me. <laughs> well, Glenn, if you believe it, I'm also doing pirates. Uh, and no way. also a video game, because I can't... Um because I can't seem to get away from can't it. Can't fathom anything but a video game. <laughs> it's, Glenn, this is my life, man. This is my livelihood you're, you're talking about. the other way around. <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: So what you got, Vince? There's In
0: a... So it, it was a game, a canceled game, that was going to be titled Project Dreams. Actually, wait, it awesome. was Project Dream. Wait. Uh, um, singular. I don't think of Pirates, and I think Project Dream. I agree. It's a weird name, naming convention. Uh, but I th- it was a placeholder name, I have to assume. That- otherwise, they wouldn't call it Project Blank. Um, it was developed by Rare Software, sort of the you know kings okay. of 90s video games. Uh, and mm-hmm. so the story of Project Dream starts with the video game Banjo-Tooie, it's the sequel to uh. Banjo-Kazooie. And in uh-huh. Banjo-Tooie, there's a tavern area where you meet, like, a pirate character. And his name is Captain Black Eye. And okay. he's, like, drunk. And he's mumbling. And you talk to him and he says stuff about how there was this this bear. The, the bear that looks a lot like Banjo, the main character. And he this bear stole his glory once. And he's <laughs> uh, he wants revenge. And at one point he says, I had a dream once. Which, uh... Oh is a segment segue because he was going to be the antagonist of this game project dream oh i meant to ask you uh have you ever played the banjo kazooie games like I either haven't. of them no i never really had a nintendo console that's right you aren't i had um, a i had a wii but it, we had like minimal games for it right i've only played them on emulators but i, I and i've never played either of them all the way through because like they they're uh collect-a-thon games right and collectathons aren't yeah. really my thing. They get boring. The, yeah, I don't know. Donkey Kong sixty four is also a collectathon, and you know that's in my favorite.
1: Well, speaking of, uh, yeah, yeah, and that one was like hard for you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's my favorite uh, video game series, and it's just it's like the worst collectathon that's been made. Oh, that's also- controversial. I, I shouldn't say that. Anyway, uh, Project Dream was a fantasy RPG. Uh, developed by Rare and they wanted to release it on the SNES so it's like mid 90s era. Um it was going to look like Donkey Kong. You know how the Donkey Kong games look where it's like that really high end 2D where it it looks like it's a 3D model.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: They were using that same technology. It's got good got good lighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think I think it was a 3D model. I think that's how you do it is you make like the Donkey mm-hmm. Kong and the Diddy yeah, Kong yeah, yeah. were 3D models and then it was just... Uh,
1: and you crush them down. Yeah. Exactly,
0: yeah. Revolutionary. Anyway, so Project Dream was going to have that as well. It was going to be like an isometric uh, perspective, sort of like the, the 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 Super Mario RPG where it's from that like mm-hmm. top-down kind of angle. And it was uh, helmed by the team that had made Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest, which is my favorite one in the, in the series. So, you know, what could have gone wrong, right? Nothing. Other pieces were in place. Nice. What did go wrong? It took too long. That was the main thing. They just kind of took too long. Uh. Where was, like, making a lot of games. And so, you know, they couldn't... uh, Not everything ended up being a winner, I guess. Anyway, I would have liked to play it. There are three distinct versions of the game that the project, like, went through during its development cycle. So the first one... Uh, the one that you'll find on, in like most wikis is about a little boy named Edson who gets in trouble with some pirates. So boom, there's a the connection. Uh, nice. It's RPG. You play as Edson. Uh, story is about like running from the pirates. Uh, you're like partnered with your girlfriend. It's all, it's all supposed to be like super inspired by fairy tales. So pro- I don't know. Okay. Peter Pan, I guess, is the fairy tale, I assume. I guess. <laughs> at at sure. some point... At some point, it goes through a, a pretty serious change where you know rare games have a lot of character, and so they added a lot more personality to it. Where the the the, the characters, you know, there's less fairy tale stuff, and it becomes a lot more piratey.
1: Okay. <laughs> sure.
0: So Edson gets like a pet parrot, and the story uh-huh. is no longer about like this fairy tale. You know, your girlfriend, everything. It's like a game where you're like racing some pirates to a treasure basically this is where they introduced that um captain black eye character from from mm-hmm. before like i was talking about he was like going to be the antagonist and you you know do piratey things and it's it probably would have been super fun but for whatever reason i want to say technical issues uh, at some point they stop making it an rpg and they just turned it into an action platformer um you know like 2d yeah
1: i can kind of see that i I think you know and like i'm looking at some screenshots right now and it's like there's some scenes where it's like uh the isometric you're talking about and there's other ones that are like clearly platforming yeah
0: realistically it's probably because they wanted to use the same engine as donkey kong Mm -hmm. um that makes sense but at this point edson uh is out why do they call him Edson? That's such a weird name. I was just—I'm looking at it because I've been saying this so much. It's like E D S O N. That's not a name, is it?
1: That's no, I don't think so. Eddi- hmm. Put an I in there. Call him Edison.
0: Just call him Edison. I don't know. Yeah.
1: He's Ed's son, dude. That's probably true. You're right about that. That'd be hilarious if, it, like, he was canonically the son of a guy named Ed that they thought of first, and they're like, <laughs> and then he was just <laughs> called Ed's son. I mean, that's and then you know. Eventually, they just ditched rare the games,
0: rare games like Conkers or banjo kazooie have that sort of like humor to them so that wouldn't honestly surprise me so anyway edson's out they try to replace him with like a rabbit character and then eventually they go with a character that's like a bear named banjo platforming through this mm-hmm. wacky pirate world um but like i said took too long and they no longer want to make it in a snes game because nobody's buying snes games anymore so they end up mm. transitioning this to a 3d game on the n64 that becomes banjo kazooie i see and so
1: i hey, banjo kazooie did pretty well right oh
0: banjo kazooie is a, is a is a cultural I mean, like... touchstone it did <laughs> amazing i've never played well it, it, it you know it I, I i would attribute the success of collect-a-thon games because you know most i, I want to say most 3D platformers for a while were basically just collect get things. To the end of the level. Yeah, get to the end of the level, collect oh, things. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think a big part of that is because of the formula that Rare created with Banjo Kazooie. You know, I was um, yeah learning that Banjo Kazooie was originally going to be a pirate game actually makes a lot of sense to me, and it like closes some gaps in my mind that have always bugged me. Because, like mm. I said, not a big collect-a-thon guy i like it for me it's not super engaging but it can be but uh, you know the um the instances. oh i know what you mean yeah th- the games that they're in you know a lot of times doesn't even make sense like it, it's kind of arbitrary that you're playing as a you know banjo this bear needs to collect as a, whatever for as a whatever need, yeah yeah or you know or the like donkey kong characters to need to get the fruits it's it's well, it's i hoping. don't know it's always been weird to me um they're hungry monkeys dude can't blame it, them for that well you know they um like in pirate, the I, I, donkey um, kong games you collect bananas and all that so you know it makes sense but then when you have all these different characters and you can only collect certain things with certain characters it just seems oh yeah. like way too convoluted to me
1: yeah pirate making it a pirate thing makes a lot more sense because then it's like plunder
0: yeah that's what they do they collect things you know Mm-hmm. And so that's where that literally that, the definition. Yeah, that's where my um that's where that connection was made for me. The other thing that I thought was interesting is that in a lot of these versions of the game, the character Edson has a pet parrot. Um and mm. so a lot of the gameplay of Banjo-Kazooie is you're this bear with a bird In your backpack the bird is kazooie Uh, yeah and you like use kazooie to platform where you're like you she Mm -hmm. hops out and she flies or whatever i guarantee that was i mean it's speculation but i would bet that that originated with the parrot mechanic in project dream
1: Mm. yeah i I totally agree with you on that one as you probably know i had this book called like the game maker's companion and in it there was a um it like had tutorials on how to make certain games uh, yeah. just for funsies yeah and one of them was sort of like a pirate themed platformer game and um they had the whole same sort of shtick where you had a, a parrot that would help you like it would distract enemies because like you didn't have a weapon okay <laughs> uh, so like it would just dis- it would distract enemies so you could get by them or push them off of a ledge or something like that mm-hmm
0: which i think uh i i think it was really cool. Um so that's actually what i wanted to talk about next. Um i wanted to bring back a segment we did last week where we helped design this game. Um Oh, nice. You made a good point where like like last time i did like uh it was like a Jumanji thing, but we aren't actually making the game. It's more of a pitch, you know? We're pitching a game yeah. that will never come out. I,
1: if i yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, you asked me. You're like, we're gonna make the game, and the first thing that came that that I thought of was, well, do we have all the assets? Yeah. Because to me, making the game is acquiring the assets. The i the coming up with the idea and all that is not nearly as time intensive as uh, you know, art and stuff like that.
0: So instead of that, instead of making the game, let's say we're like video game consultants. We're yeah we're there you go you know we're we're, let's let's go back in time video game video
1: game doctors if you will
0: let's go back in time to uh to the 90s to rare ceos uh as time traveling machine right here time traveling gamer consultants uh and Mm -hmm. let's let's make sure that they release the game that we want them to make no no more of this banjo (laughs) bullshit we want that we want pirate games it's a
1: pirate week it's a pirate. It's it's a pirate world, Vincent. It's a pirate world made for pirates. <laughs> okay, take my hand. Yep. My, okay. Thank you. Okay. Uh, now I'm I'm holding my time machine clicker in my hand. When I click it, we're gonna go back. Is it into like the remote from the, the Adam year. Sandler
0: movie? Click.
1: I've never seen that, but yes. Um, all right, you ready? Ready, yeah. Vincent. Yes. Where were we? Three, two, one click whoa oh no we went back too far we're in real pirates now
0: oh vincent there's real pirates we went back too far uh you know how like the team that made the lion king went to africa Uh to like get inspiration for the lion king let's use this as like an opportunity you know let's get some inspiration oh okay 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 let's take a pit stop that was actually something I want to talk about with you. Um, like pirate, uh, what's the word? Like archetypes, you know? So something that Banjo-Kazooie games do really well is even though I think the, uh, like the, le- the, the gameplay is a little dry, the level design is really good where you go to these distinct worlds and they all have like a very, like like, all very unique feel to them. So it gives everything a lot of character, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I totally. think for a pirate collectathon, so let's 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 get the basis basics out of the way. I want this to be like a three D platformer, similar to uh, Banjo Kazooie uh, collectathon, but Banjo Kazooie's not out yet. <laughs> we can't use that in our. We pitch. can't use that as a metaphor, right? So, so like in a three D platforming pirate collectathon game, I think part of the draw could be having different pirate worlds based on like the different archetypes of pirate there are you know what i mean so there's your disney kind there's okay. like colorful peter pan pirates Dashing,
1: but, yeah
0: yeah but also there could be like really gross grimy pirates you know there's like a. okay you yeah, know i'm yeah. into this you Let's, know this uh, sea hobos sea hobo uh world you know there's like a this new trend in like pirate fashion where you're wearing like Jimmy Buffett clothes and stuff. So like a like a Margaritaville world would be okay. fun. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. We could have one that's based around the femdom Tabaxi uh, captain with thigh highs from Treasure Planet.
0: Well not that, but we could probably license <laughs> a Treasure Planet like level. That'd be fun. It doesn't yeah, exist like, yet, like but a, we can a steampunk a steampunk yeah. type Yeah, one. that would be cool. so for me i think that's what i want out of like a, like a game like that is the worlds and the characters the other thing i was thinking um gameplay wise would be you know yeah. how you would use the parrot as a tool for platforming yeah yeah like being able to select other types of animals like companions Ooh, that would like help a monkey you. like a monkey for like climbing on bars or whatever climb on the oh, ceiling I like that i would uh there aren't that many and kind of like kind of like in the lego games like that's
1: how you like uh like certain characters can unlock certain things yeah so it's totally like it depends on your pet
0: yeah 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 i like that um and so you would like choose whatever for each like, choose a pet for each level. I was... There aren't that many options for pets. I was thinking maybe, like, a snake... And you
1: come back and play them with different plits? Like yeah, sn- Like a snake like that a would lizard. act as a oh, grapple maybe a chame- Maybe, like, a... Like, what's what's the one? The chameleon that can hide? Okay, like, camouflage? I, yeah, like, you can camouflage yourself and let the enemy walk past you, and then, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. I don't
0: know. You know I think, know. I'm know how to think like, of, like,
1: animals that have distinctive powers. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That, you know how, like, a lot of, animals. um...
0: Like, a lot of games with collectibles have, like, a, like, super rare legendary one that could be, like, you know, an alien or something. You would have, like, an alien on your shoulder that has, oh, like, yeah, psychic yeah. powers.
1: Yeah, you can control enemies or them yeah. to sleep or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this pitch is coming along. Uh, do you have any ideas for things that you need in a, in, like, a pirate game?
1: Yep. Yeah. Um are we going to have like swashbuckling like sword fighting is that something we're Mm. leaning into or
0: something we're going to avoid uh let me think so banjo kazooie does have like your punching and your kicking and stuff so i think if that's sword stuff yeah i think that would be what you'd want to do for that
1: okay so so different enemies should definitely have different like patterns and you learn the patterns and Mm -hmm. you know
0: i like that a lot yeah 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 what about ships should we do something with the ships? We're like... I think there should be definitely be levels on ships. Right. Or maybe it's um, one of those things where you travel between levels on a ship.
1: Okay, okay. So like your, your home base, like in the Lego games, is yeah. like the ship, and that's where you do the level... You do like the level select on the map or something. Yeah. And, and then, then it can takes like, you from port to port.
0: Mm-hmm. There could be mini games surrounding, you know stuff that yeah, happens on yeah. the water. Yeah.
1: Mhm. Like maybe a fishing mini game and you like I don't know. <laughs> I love a fishing mini people, game. People like fishing mini games, dude. Yeah. Like you like maybe like you can you can uh once you get like uh Oh, like one of the things you could find could be like you know the the level two reel and the level two rod and the level two <laughs> line and you put them yeah. together and now you get the the level two fishing pole and you can catch like that level of fish. Oh, that's rad! And then yeah, like in the okay. next level, you can you can collect all the parts for the next fishing pole and you and and collect the next fish.
0: mm Hmm. All right, I'm into that a lot. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. So like, that's taking a turn for sure. But I think it's kind of fun. Well, not to not to be all elitist, you know, but. If your game doesn't have a fishing mini game, it's like, can you even consider it a, a video game? You know what I mean? Because I, I kind of know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I
1: don't. Did... What? What are we gonna do with all these fish, Vincent? <laughs> you know, we've, we've caught all these fish. They're just stacked up on the deck. They, they, they stink, dude. What are what you gonna if, do with them? Hmm. Where, are we? Were you planning on cooking them? Or like, put at least, at least like in Animal Crossing, they put them in an
0: aquarium. Maybe the fish can be like currency bruh yeah, I think a museum fish. would be cool. I think that's the best way to do it. Ooh, okay. Or you have like maybe not maybe not like a museum. Or you should, like mount them. You should have like a large Ooh, fish oh. tank, and then you can like see like like all the fish like, in like in below
1: there. deck. There's just like an area. Yeah, totally. Like, okay, yeah.
0: And that's also like a mini game where you can like feed them or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this game you rules. You can tap
1: the glass. You can tap the glass and they like
0: freak out. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. Okay. I, I I um. I got this from another games podcast. Here's what we should do. What should we do? Just to make sure that all the uh, loose ends are tied up. Let's just like count to three and on three list one mechanic or a feature that the game should have that we, you know, that we think the game would be naked without that you, uh, you know, whatever you want to add mm-hmm. to the game. And we'll try to uh, combine our two ideas together and, you know, really sell this pitch. All right. Okay. Three, Three, two, one. Rhythm game. Furry Blackbeard. <laughs> uh, is that a feature? So what we have is rhythm game and furry Blackbeard. Okay. Um. So what do we do with that?
1: The fishing mini game could be a rhythm game. That's stupid. That. <laughs> Uh, uh no
0: the fishing mini game is perfect leave that that's yeah, that's leave that alone. you know don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. that's how that's about this perfect.
1: um one of the characters or one of the one of the animals that you bring along with you could be like i don't know like what's a what's your what's a musical animal
0: um what's an I, animal that might bang on a drum monkey you know they got the little symbols
1: yeah yeah that's true I don't know maybe there's like an animal that you bring one of your pets is like a like a rhythm guy and that's how you like solve some of the things that's how you defeat blackbeard that's how you defeat furry blackbeard
0: furry blackbeard i want to hear more about that but i wanted to like something that when i was thinking about this got me interested was like a rhythm game because rhythm games are so hot right now um are they no so like, okay. a, but it's the '90s. So you know, we're kind of getting out now. in front of the craze. So what about, <clears throat> so what about like rhythm game? But it's based on drunken sea shanties. You know, Ooh, so now that's now that's the spicy. difficulty scales with the amount of alcohol consumed. Okay, so like one of the collectibles is kegs of ale. Obviously,
1: and that gives you a new level on the drunken sea shanties on the ship.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then it's like a it's like a high-score-based game that you can yeah show off to your friends. Like, yeah, that's right. I got A on Drunken Sailor.
1: And you can, like, win at different pubs and, you like, get an award. Then you can, like, yeah, have your awards okay.
0: lined up on the wall. Mm-hmm. That's fun. That's fun. That's I like good. that a lot. So what do we do with Furry Blackbeard? He's at one of the pubs having a good time. <laughs> Is he the games master? Is he, like, the... Uh, the MC, of yeah, the yeah, but you've got to go in the there. You've got to, but you can't go into that pub until
1: you have a, a, a fur suit. Hmm. And it's a banjo kazooie fur suit. It's one of the collectibles.
0: Glenn, you know, if you talk about, listen, I'm, I can't back you up on this because you know, if you talk about furry stuff, you will be associated with that forever. Okay, okay,
1: backtrack, backpedaling. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. with that in mind, Vor Blackbeard. <laughs> because I'm infinitely more okay with being the vor guy than with being the,
0: the furry guy. So what do we do with? What about like you know what I was thinking? Like um, I really don't want to go along with you on this vor thing, but one of the levels could be a classic inside like a whale, eaten by a whale. Yeah. Oh
1: yes. <laughs> and you're like banging on the whale's teeth. Sure. Mm, it's perfect. It's like a xylophone. Oh, that's like,
0: whales don't have teeth; they have baleen. I'm Some stupid. whales have teeth. Well, not the big ones.
1: Uh, Vincent, I don't think we can hold our credibility as game designers.
0: Glenn, we're in the '90s right now. It's fine. Oh, anything
1: goes. Anything goes. Every, well, we're, we're technically, goes we're, I mean, we're technically we're still in the 1890s, but uh, or 1790s. Yeah.
0: We're tied up on a ship right now.
1: <laughs> Just talking about our game. Yeah, it's uh it's a pirate's life for me, Vincent. That's all I have to say on this. Okay, can you reach the clicker? Because I can't. <laughs> Hold on,
0: it's in my back pocket. You have to. Oh reach shoot, in there. dude, we're stuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, Vincent, I think I got it. Oh wait, that's not the clicker.
0: Boo! All right, <laughs> let's wrap it up. That's all, folks. <laughs> so with that energy in mind, folks, it's been a good run. Um. But I can no longer work with this man. I'm cutting off all professional ties oh, to Vincent, you, please. Glenn Kegel. <laughs> Without you, I'm nothing. Vincent, <laughs> I need you. Vincent, you're my I'm second you. half to our time-traveling gamer consultants. Vincent, I'm begging you. You're, you're my better half. <laughs> okay, let's, uh, let me... I-
1: I'm only living half my career right now.
0: Mm. Right. Without this podcast. <laughs> 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 okay without my
1: 15 subscribers
0: well folks that's the show uh so if you want to reach us uh our email is developmentheaven at gmail.com send us your emails send us questions or episode ideas uh also if you like the show let
1: us know you can tweet at us at uh you can also join our discord we'll add a link to that in the description and uh in the discord you'll find a whole bunch of links that you can you know bug your friends with just uh just just send them unsolicited links, please. Just that's, really that's... make
0: them regret being friends with you. Uh, listen, Glenn, <laughs> yeah, I yes. want to thank you uh, for the intro music. The song is called Bird. It's on SoundCloud. Uh, it's linked in the description.
1: Also linked are Matthew Innie and Natalie Quick. Matthew did some of our various logos, and Natalie did some great work on our cover. So thank you to them, and thank you to you for listening.
0: Speaking of our audience, uh, if you want to leave a review in your podcatcher streaming service, you know we're on Apple, and... Spotify and all of them, it does help. Uh we have a review here that I wanted to read that I really enjoyed. Um it, by the way, if you do leave a review, maybe, you know, five stars. Just 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 saying. Uh we have a five star review well, uh, here. If you if you put if you talk about it, if you if you leave a text text review, then we'll uh we'll read it on the on the show. So listen, this one here is from That's a promise. Tim Curry fan. Uh, which I love, you know, finding a kindred soul like this is always good to see. Uh, he leaves a review that says good voices. So thank you, Tim Curry (laughs) fan. Uh, (laughs) if you want to, if you want something to be said on the podcast, leave a review. Um, and, uh, thank you. That's a good game pitch. That's a good game pitch we have on our hands here. I think we could make some serious money with this.
1: Because that's what it's about. At the end of the day, folks, remember, it's not about artistic value. It's not, it's not about any of that. It's, it's about money. And, and it, if you keep that in
0: your heart, then you'll always succeed. All right, stay tuned for the next episode of Glenn and Vincent Gamer Consultants. Time-traveling gamer consultants.